Welcome to another edition of the Hypocritical Podcast. I'm Elena Hugh, your host, and joining me this week is the founder and CEO of Palbox, Hoala Grevy. Aloha. Thanks so much for joining me again, Hoala. Great to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. You've been a very, very busy man, so totally understandable, and it's been a crazy time. Um, how have things been just overall? The long overdue digital transformation in healthcare is here, and it's here in force. And our customers are needing help six and seven days a week, which means we're working six or seven days a week. So uh, it's been talked about for a long time, and it feels like it's finally here. Uh, for better or for worse, it's here right now. And thank you so much for everything that you've been doing to help people, organizations, and patients, you know, stay in touch. Yeah, with I mean, this is why they, uh, as Chris Berman would say from SportsCenter, uh, and this is why they play the game. This is why we're here. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, you know, what's in the news right now, and it's U.S. hospitals, they're in the, what you're calling rapid recovery stage. What does that mean? So in the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak in the United States, U.S. hospitals were in a rapid response phase, which meant, you know, e updates being sent to the community and to their employees and patients uh, seven days a week on uh, information updates, uh, equipment shortages, um, you know, overstaffing, what have you. And now as we see a slight drop off in cases, um, of course, we still don't have a vaccine or enough testing, but we are seeing a slight drop off. So now the hospitals are entering what's now known as a rapid recovery stage. And what they've been telling patients with non-life-threatening uh, procedures that they needed to get done to hold off while they you know, prepared themselves for COVID-19 uh, patient uh, intake, now they're saying, hey, we need you to come back in. Uh, we need this high margin surgery for our revenue. And so they've lost as much as 80% of their revenue over the past two months. And now these U.S. hospitals are very keen to get those patients back in the door and get those procedures done so they can capture some revenue. Uh, there have several, been several stories about it in the New York Times. Both of them, uh, the both two recent stories about it, uh, both estimates are U.S. hospitals are losing $50 billion a month in lost revenue due to COVID and not accepting patients for um, non-essential or non-emergency procedures. So that is a big trend going on right now. Rapid recovery. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with COVID going, you know, on the downfall, they are opening back up to, you know, those other types of procedures. One of my friends, she injured her knee and she was unable to have knee surgery for a month or so because of that. And then the day that they lifted that rule, she went in and she had her knee surgery. So it's, it's something that is also needed for the patients, but then as you can see, needed by the hospitals as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. That times, you know, a thousand, mm -hmm. exactly that. And so, I mean, coronavirus is still here. I think we're going to see another spike perhaps this summer, definitely by the fall, but you know, people gotta, gotta get business done. So we're seeing a small reopening. Mm -hmm. And um, 
are, is it making Powbox busier as well because you are seeing this rapid recovery taking place? Yeah. So, uh, we have a product Powbox marketing that enables, um, HIPAA compliant email marketing with patient information in it to be done. So we have customers using that, including a large hospital system in Hawaii. Um, so we've been with them along the way as they went from rapid response, which was seven days a week. Now it's rapid recovery. Let's do outreach to the patients, get them in the door. And then on a higher level, you know, the ugly truth around healthcare in the United States is the fax machine remains the backbone of communication infrastructure. But when all your employees are distributed, you know, working from home, the fax machine just doesn't work anymore, right? So um, finally at long last, um, all these tools that are part of the digital transformation playbook that these healthcare orgs have push, pushed off all these years, uh, they can't run their business um, without these tools. So that's where we're seeing the acceleration come from. Everyone's working remote, distributed, and basically the the solutions that work best for a distributed environment are cloud-based. So um, that's where we're seeing uh, a strong uptick in interest and signups. Excellent. And, you know, each week on our Hypocritical podcast, we like to feature those that are winning and those that are failing. And so we like to start with the good news first. And uh, this is also related to Powbox marketing. Yeah. So uh, about a month ago, we, we did outreach to our customer base to see, uh, you know, if they're using our products for outreach to patients in the community during COVID. And sure enough, quite a few are. And uh, one of the highlights of that outreach was uh, uh, Nizoni Health, and they're based in uh, Massachusetts, and they're one of the larger uh, healthcare providers in their sector in the state. And they've been using our solutions to uh, communicate securely and effectively with their patients, their vendors, um, and with the local uh, government bodies, because they have such a large presence on the ground in nursing homes and healthcare facilities. Uh, they've been able to securely communicate uh, the data they're seeing to uh, government bodies. And then when it comes to uh, ordering essentially PPE equipment like N95 masks, um, that efficiency of communications with their vendors has been of great use to them as well. So I'd say Nizoni Health, Dave Ledoux, our man over there, IT director, those guys are winning for sure. Excellent. How's Massachusetts doing overall? Kind of ironically, before this all happened, I had gone to Boston and then literally landed and then all of this COVID thing happened. Oh, man, you were in. Wow. Yeah, uh, man. I don't there. Uh, New York's been stealing all the headlines. I have no idea how Boston as a state's doing. Mm. It's it's uh, everybody's got Cuomo this and Cuomo that. Yeah, I think when New York was kind of in the midst of the whole COVID, uh, people were forecasting that Massachusetts would be the next hot spot. Uh, but I, I don't believe that that actually happened. But um, on my way back home, I, I did have a little bit of a cough and I was coughing on the plane and I definitely got some dirty looks. <laughs> wow. But, uh, but it turned out to be okay, huh? Yeah, totally. I think it was just, you know, the traveling and the dry air and it was very cold. It was February at that time. So, but, uh, you know, we focused on someone who's winning and now we're going to highlight a failure because there is a lot of learning to be had, uh, when someone is failing and tell us more about 
what has been uh, covered in our HIPAA breach report as well. Yeah, sure. So we recently uh, released our May HIPAA breach report. And um, a lot of the trends remain the same. Email was uh, took the top rank as far as number of people's healthcare records affected by a breach and also a number of incidents in a month. And uh, a big outlier as far as the record breach uh, was Beaumont Health due to an email breach that occurred, shucks, I want to say over a year ago. And they apparently only recently discovered. And uh, the bad actors had access to several employee accounts where they may have compromised up to 114,000 uh, patients' information. So that to me would be uh, the, the, the loser, the fail of the month would be Beaumont Health, unfortunately, for that uh, data breach. Is there very much that can be learned about a breach that happened a year ago? It could be a black eye, I'd say, for IT, not knowing uh, attackers have been in your system for a year or more. Uh, to me, once again, reinforces the need for robust email security solutions to layer on top of products like Office 365 by Microsoft, or I guess as they're calling it, Microsoft 365. Um, many of the email breaches um, are happening under their watch. Um, and then again, just strong encouragement to enforce two-factor authentication uh, for all of your email users. Because um, if you've got to enter in a six-digit code that gets sent to your phone or is generated from an app on your phone, um, that's really going to keep out the bad actors who may have, uh, have <clears throat> compromised your password, but of course they don't have your phone. Mm -hmm. Good to know. A good reminder as well. So any predictions as we continue to move forward during these unprecedented times? Yeah, shucks. So I think the rural hospitals in America are, um, there might be a, there might be a larger amount than we're willing to admit that close uh, do exactly to this. Uh, you know, you have this, this COVID outbreak followed by high margin, uh, basically elective surgeries or non-emergency surgeries not being done. 80% of revenue or more is lost during that eight week period. Uh, I think some of these rural hospitals with a smaller population base and therefore uh, less opportunity to capture revenue uh, would be in risk of permanently shutting down, which then affects the uh, healthcare of the residents in the surrounding areas, of course. So that might be something, unfortunately, we're going to see. Um, again, there's no vaccine. So what is there to, to prevent another wave from happening um, later this year? Um, I mean, the earliest we'll have a vaccine tested and ready from the reading I've done is January 21, uh, which is still quite a ways off. And then, but the overall trend is, uh, fortunately for companies like us, you know, we, we bet early on that HIPAA compliant email uh, really didn't exist. And the fax machine was this huge white elephant in the room that has been needing to be replaced for years. And HIPAA compliant email is, of course, a valid way to get rid of that. And we've just chosen to hyper-focus on healthcare. And it seems to be paying off um, with this turbulent environment we're in right now. So 
digital transformation in healthcare is finally here. It's been long overdue. And I think it's going to continue to be here for several years as the industry has no choice but to um, catch up. Very true. Very true. And, you know, when you were talking about the hospitals, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, a lot of them are nonprofits or not for profit. And then you do have some that are for profit organizations. And, you know, if they were to file for bankruptcy and, you know, this domino effect of how this is going to affect our community, um, what do you think about, you know, are there methods that we could potentially help the hospitals from closing? Uh, the only thing that comes to my mind right now is the uh, is a wave of you know of bailout money. I don't I don't really see any other way to prevent it. And then what's even worse too is, you know, if you've got a rural community, there's probably a correlation between that and health problems. At least it's certainly the case in uh, a lot of sectors in Hawaii, as you and I both know, Olena. So, um, you know, there's just higher likelihood for uh, COVID patients being adversely affected, which then, you know, if that hospital's forced to close because uh, the actual revenue generating procedures that they normally depend on to keep the lights on, they aren't allowed to do in this time of crisis. Uh, wh what are those people going to go? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we'll see how that bears out. I, I hope I'm wrong, but um, I just don't see any other outcome at this point with the data we have. Mm -hmm. I agree. It would have to be something like federal bailout money. Um, but we'll see how people can potentially and hopefully get back on their feet and uh, just hope for a vaccine very soon. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week, Koala. A pleasure as always to speak to you. And if you like what you hear, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to our Hypocritical Podcast. And for more information, you can log on to our website. That's palbox.com, P-A-U-B-O-X.com. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha.